five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast to do with everything that the Dranfur Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am Chris Satlightforce, the voice coming to you fresh after receiving his second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine and joined virtually as always by Omni at Omnistrife. Welcome, Omni. Welcome back. Welcome back. You were out of commission yesterday. Eh? It was uh, yeah, pretty we- rough. For, for people, you know, expecting the show as it normally releases on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, uh, um, I was proactive. I'm like, I looked at the calendar. I'm like, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to go get my second dose. And if it's anything like the first, um, I'll be pretty bagged by the end of the day. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, maybe we looked to reschedule. And then I took a look at the NBA playoff schedule and I saw that uh, the, the Suns oh, and the Bucks were playing. Don't remind me. And I'm like, you know, I, I want to do Omnia solid. Uh, he needs to watch himself <laughs> some some uh, basketball. Yeah, about that. You got your second COVID dose. I got my fourth sadness dose. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What um, can you do? But uh, then it came yesterday when we had a plan to record, and I was like out of commission. Like the experience that I had had after my first dose was uh, a sore arm, and I was really tired. But it went out way after a good night's sleep. Uh, this dose, sore arm, really tired, but it lasted like a day and a half. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I asked you, Hey, can we postpone? You're like, yeah, no problem. I've been crying nonstop. And, uh, and yeah, here we are recording a couple days later. I might've made up the crying part. I don't know. Where, did you cry after the son's lost to the bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, we lost after going up, uh, all, we lost the next four. Yeah, I would have never thought that was possible. <laughs> Apparently it is. Well, it was still like a very good year and nobody expected, you know, I never expected us to make the finals anyways. But when you're that close, it's kind of like, uh, it stings. Yeah. What can you do? It does sting. But, you know, there's always next season. Yeah. Um, which, uh, as we'll probably learn in this episode, is what fans of the Vancouver Titans might be talking <laughs> about. Um, we'll get into why that is. Looking forward to that. Possible. Hopefully the Toronto Defiant won't be saying that too soon. But again, uh, news about the Overwatch League playoffs and the format. and Playoffs? teams need to do to get in have been released we'll talk a little bit about the impact of the two teams we follow obviously the summer showdown happened um but uh we're gonna actually kick off uh the uh the payload by talking about something a lot more important moving the payload join me had we recorded this show on a regular schedule a regular cadence we wouldn't actually be talking about the subject because the news itself um, broke only uh, essentially a, a day ago. Uh, and that is that Activision Blizzard, the parent company uh, behind the Overwatch League and Overwatch, the, the game we all mostly enjoy or had been enjoying. Um, well, news came out that they're being sued by the, the state of California over sexual harassment, unequal pay, in what has been uh, alleged to be a pervasive frat boy culture. And Having read the report, I I was floored. There's a part of me that sort of 
isn't surprised. And that's, that's actually what's scary to me is I'm reading this. I'm like, yeah, this is, this sort of is in line with a lot of sort of what I've heard about sort of this, this industry, which is unfortunate. But the fact that the state has after an investigation, we're not talking about like a private individual, right? Yeah. Right. The, the state of California has performed a comprehensive investigation and has determined that Activision Blizzard is in significant contravention. Yeah, it's. I'm sad to say that, like you, uh, it's it's ridiculous that we're not surprised anymore. I, I don't even know what to say here. Even if half, I read it too, and even if like half of what they're saying is true, and I'm pretty sure all of it is. This is, you know, we we know the track record of this industry, like you said. It's just a repulsive situation, and I hope like the investigation actually goes through and sheds more light on whatever's going on it, it's just so weird to me that stuff like that is is prevalent in in, in companies in that industry because you know you and me we were working in the software or or like a, a private sector whatever you want to call it me all my life and and this is just baffling that like things like this are going on like and, and trash behavior like that it just means like your culture is trash and it's set by trash management there's no way to tiptoe around this yeah, like you know, uh, you mentioned you know we work in in tech ourselves and yeah. sort of different different sides of it. But um, I know the organization I work for identified that we had a distinct difference uh, between sort of male and, and female gendered employees. Uh, and since that had been and been discovered, and it's not as if that was a surprise, um, significant effort has been made to try to equalize that balance. And that's not only just from an employment perspective, it's from a pay perspective, um, but also reevaluating right. our, our company culture and the policies to ensure that it's an inclusive culture. And the fact remains that Activision Blizzard doesn't seem to be fostering this inclusive culture based on many of the, the, the reports, like the investigation surveyed employees. If you have employees telling you, and it doesn't matter if it's just one or two or three, and we're pretty sure it's well more than that. If you have employees that are identifying this as being a problem, it's a problem. Yeah. And it starts from the top. Like there's a saying we have like uh, from back home, they say the fish stinks from the head. So you have Bobby Kotick at the, at the top of the food chain here. And he himself has like very uh, uh, incriminating situations that has been in the past. And, and it's, 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 I don't know. You know, if, if this is what this company is right now, let just let it burn down. Talented people, who are also not garbage human beings can also make wonderful games in a normal and healthy work environment. We, we see, you know, it, it, it happening more and more in the AA uh, companies and indie developers and all that. At the end of the day, Activision Blizzard, you know, it's just a conglomerate made out of like suits and is driven by, by greed and greed alone. They always do these, you know, social awareness events and they put up all this nice facade, but you know, this is the direct result of their values. So I frankly don't care if they'll just disappear at this point. And, and let's be frank, we've been talking about this a lot in, in semi-related uh, uh, topics that they are right now just a shadow of the company that made the games that, and worlds that we you know all grew up loving. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, not great. Yeah. The, you know, and one of the things 
that I would encourage any of our listeners to do is that if, if you are, and I don't know, interested is the wrong word, but if you'd want to sort of say, okay, are, are Chris and Omni overreacting here? The 20 page complaint, 29, sorry, page complaint that's available is, is a registered court document. You can actually view it online, Superior Court of California in LA. Um, yes, in the court of law, nothing yet has been proven. But the thing is, is that uh, this is not a court. We are not a court. And it is not uh, a definition of innocence or guilt. But based on the complaint, which I will also you know, warn you, it, there is a content warning of there's a uh, discussion about sexual assault, rape, yeah. significant misogyny. And, and names were named. It's not like, oh, just generally speaking. Uh... Yeah, it is. It is brutal. So, you know, I think Activision Blizzard, regardless of, of what comes of this, this case now before the courts, needs to wake up. But the, the scariest part about all of this is that in their response, okay, now, Activision Blizzard needed to respond. There were a couple of different ways they could have chosen to respond. Um, but they start off with the boilerplate of saying we value diversity and strive to foster a workplace yeah, and offer yeah. inclusivity for everyone. You know, standard boilerplate, right? They take everything seriously and they investigate. I'm sorry. The fact that remains, this has likely happened. The odds that this is happening are extremely high. So you, you've not obviously created a, a workplace that's offering inclusivity for everyone. It's, you're not. You, you might be trying, you're not trying hard enough. But then... It goes on to go in and, and essentially describe this as being be, like the actual lawsuit. We find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional. It is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of the investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. I'm sorry. When I read that, I kid you not on me. I was about to say that alone, RSP is done. I do not want to have anything to do with yeah. an organization. That's fair. That's trying to defend themselves about defining this as a one political situation. I'm sorry. Like that is complete and utter. And I'm not going to say it because that's not what this type of podcast is, Yeah, but you can probably understand it's excrement from a horse. Yeah. And that's even like a compliment. Like I just, you know, we we're talking about this at the top of our show because it is important to talk about, and this is a conversation that needs to happen. Now, I, I'm you can probably sense I'm I'm a little worked up about this. We I think as a podcast have 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 spoken up about our feelings as it pertains to misogyny um, about this this bro culture that exists, which is completely wrong. We want this space to be inclusive. In fact, we like that our community does its best to be inclusive. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but I, I just, I'm so disenfranchised from this experience. Part of me, there was a part of me that was going to go and ask both the Toronto uh, Defiant and the Vancouver Titans for an official statement on what they feel and do that, do their companies and organizations reflect the belief that uh, the state of California has conducted an investigation in an irresponsible fashion? Yeah. Because like, you're, you're being painted with this brush. I mean, I know it may not be fair, but you're part of an organization that has been quite handily accused of creating an exclusive culture. So now it just sort of starts to feel like anything that 
these two teams and organizations do is only performative. I'm just, I'm just so worked up. You have all the rights to be and and I, I completely echo your, your emotions and it's quite disgusting. I, I, I feel like repulsed by having to, you know, continue now, like, oh, talking about what great skins we have for the summer event and what like games are going on. It's like, this is one of those things that just, you know, completely, you know, it's, it's not even like a, 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 a fly in the soup. It's way worse. Like you said, with the extra excrement comments. Yeah. I, it makes, makes me sick to my stomach. It does. And I, and that quite frankly is, is how I think I would think our community feels too. Now, if you're listening to this, you're like, okay, no, um, Chris Omni, you know, walk it back. Um, uh, it's innocent until proven guilty. That's, 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 that's what happens in the court. Um, and yes, I completely understand from a perspective of you being proven guilty in court that you should be considered innocent. And it is the duty upon the state or in the context of us here in Canada, the crown to prove your guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. I wholeheartedly believe that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you remain innocent of your actions. Um, there's this thought of cancel culture. It is not cancel culture. (laughs) If you promote a community that is not inclusive, that is misogynistic, that, that promotes rape culture, sexual assault, that denigrates a diversity that is so wonderful about what this community can be, be really, you know, an example for. Yeah. That's, that's consequence culture. And the yeah. consequence here is a, as a brand that quite frankly, I don't know if I want to even be associated with. So, you know, it, that's again, it's always I'm, the same I'm pattern. It's always the same thing. Like, Oh, it's actually not like that. And it's other things like, you know what, if, if these things weren't happening, none of this would have happened at all. Like it's the stuff that they're talking about how this is like more of a, of, of the, the culture in there. It's like the ground is ripe for things like that to happen. When, 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 when the, the weather is, is like this, you know? Yeah. And it's the, you, you raise that point is it's, it starts, it stinks from the top and it works its way down. I mean, look at the overwatch league specifically. How many players have we seen these young men for the most part who see this culture and think that's what they need to be. I mean, we've talked about language before um, and how I feel that, you know, the, the language that gets used and, and the, the denigration that takes place in chat or in game or in voice shouldn't exist. I mean, I, yes, I'm an old man. Call me a boomer for all that I care. <laughs> but if, if young people, in fact, any people, but young people see that as being, oh, it's okay. It's just part of the game. It's just part of the industry. That doesn't make it right. Yeah. In fact, history, look at history. There are a lot of things that happened in the industry that happened just because the way it always was, that wasn't right. We can look back on that and say, wow, man, that was wrong. I'm glad things have changed. Well, I hope I hope change happens. And I hope that my daughter, when she is older, can look back and say, wow, I, you know, that industry, that was wrong. Oh, I'm glad things have changed. And if, if what you and I 
do helps that any which way. If, if someone that is listening to our show has, has that position of power or has that, that ability to affect real change. Yeah. And that's because something you and I said, I mean, to me, that's the least that we can do. And I think we can do significantly more for sure. <clears throat> Anyhow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let this die. This is something I'm going to revisit. Um, I'm going to let everyone know right now, as more updates become yeah. available, we will, we will talk about that on the show. Um, if that's something that you're concerned about, um, I would be happy to entertain the conversation. Um, but, uh, quite frankly, the only thing that concerns me is that this does contain a content warning and a trigger warning, which I know will be very personal to some, because I, I know the odds are that we have a listener and we probably have more that have been personally impacted by this type of company or corporate or ultimately community culture. And it needs to stop. <sighs> Anyhow, um, payload, the actual payload, the two teams that uh, we, we talk about. Vancouver Titans finally have jerseys on sale. How many There's games do the Titans have remaining on their schedule? Four. Four. And in, unless, you know, something drastic changes, that's all they got left. And how many uh, players of these uh, jerseys that I potentially can get are going to be here after, like for the next year? I don't know. Like, I, this is so <laughs> weird that the Vancouver Titans only made available jerseys for purchase, despite people just been like who've been asking about it all season long. It's not their home jersey. It's only their away jersey, which is yeah. kind of weird too. Um, and the difference is that the, the home jersey has the actual Titan logo on it, whereas the away jersey, it's just the word Vancouver. Vancouver. Um, the jerseys themselves are available through VanBase, which is the, the, the Vancouver Canucks sort of team front or storefront. Mm -hmm. um, 80 bucks uh, Canadian, I think, is what they're going for right now, um, which... The Toronto Define are selling jerseys at regular price at 80 bucks, but the Toronto Define have had some phenomenal uh, deals available. Oh, well, we'll uh, have to, those deals once, once the season is done, for sure. Yeah, with the Titans. Yeah, definitely. and Titans keep on being that tardy kid, and, and class was always late on his assignments. It's well, always the same story. And it, the thing about this is that they've not really said why. Like, it came out in it's their just how Discord. It is. It's just it's, it's expected. That there were production issues and something to do with fanatics, but okay. Was it fanatics couldn't produce the jerseys or did like, I actually wonder, and I have no basis to actually know this for any certainty. Remember how, when you and I bought fanatics gear, like yeah. we were getting like logos off center diagonal. Um, uh, th th those were the days. I genuinely wonder if the Vancouver Titans ordered jerseys through like fanatics. And when they arrived, like the Titans logo was like, <laughs> off-center diagonal or if like it was a quality control issue and they finally yeah. just decided that they they weren't going to go this route. like i don't know fully it's like uh the vancouver titans with a d or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding um if you want your player or favorite player's name to be on uh, on that jersey um they have a note it says please contact us or please ask us or something but it doesn't actually provide you the ability oh my to actually ask select them. from the website um, yeah, like there, you, you have to dig for an email address. Um, if you want to get a Vancouver Titans Jersey though, 
uh, and you do want to have a, a name played on it, um, in Vancouver Titans Discord, uh, Vanessa, Titans Vanessa, had actually responded to someone, and they said to email her. Uh, her email address is vanessa.wong at vancouver-titans.com. So that's V-A-N-E-S-S-A dot W-O-N-G at Vancouver dash or hyphen titans.com. Um, and she, she said, email me, ask about the additional pricing. And so it will cost more. But um, This is what I don't get. Like the Titans, let's just, how, how do you think they're doing generally speaking? Like if, if you had to, to grade all of their efforts from from uh, one to ten, I expect it won't be like around the eight above eight or above nine, right? So, uh, are you? Do you really don't care that much? Like at this point, how many people are gonna actually you know contact them? Not a lot. It's probably the most hardcore fans, the diehard fans, and and even they have to like jump through all these hoops, and who knows what and when they're gonna get it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I like, <laughs> we have a lot. No, of you're right. I mean, stuff. when it, when it comes to retail, the easier <laughs> the process tends to be, the easier it is for people to give you their money. I mean, it's yeah. Don't you want to sell them the, the, these jerseys? I don't know. Yeah. So I, you know, it is what it is. The reality is that if you want a Vancouver Titans jersey, you can get one now. Uh, it's just real hard, and um, you can only get the away one. Toronto Defiant jerseys, their storefront's been available since before the start of the season. They've had some great deals. In fact, I think they have a promotion on right now. Go buy your Toronto Defiant merch. Plus, the Defiant merch looks good. Uh, The Defiant merch is, eh. Uh, It might be good quality. There are some stuff that seem to be using brands that are much better than the ones that we saw at the start of the season, but... uh, yeah. Anywho, um, Toronto Defiant news. We did want to sort of quickly touch on that. Um, the Toronto Defiant have a lot going on as they always do. There's contests. They've got content being created like, um, agilities, I think is in Toronto with, uh, with car queue. And there's been some content about that. Uh, they also have a, a community, uh, games night, uh, coming up, which is, uh, again, something in a team, that seems to be uh, able to perform when they have their act together. Uh, if you want to take part, it's uh, this Saturday, which I know we're not giving a whole lot of notice, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you want to learn more about it, uh, it's in all the information's in uh, the Toronto Defiant Discord. They get a community game night once or twice a stage. Uh, the Vancouver Titans uh, get a community night. When RSP puts one together. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe we should do it again. I don't know. Let's, well, uh, I, I actually, so we've been talking with a, a few people about, you know, whether or not we should, we should put one together, but the difficulty that I have here is I would not want it to be just for the Titans. I'd want to bring the defiant of the Titans community together. Um, I think there would be some strong value there. Uh, and maybe that's something we can coordinate, but I'll be honest right now when it comes to the defiant community, um, there are some that sort of view us as being a Titans podcast. And t- uh, there are some that t- have told me, Oh, you're a t- Titans supporters group. We're mm. not. <laughs> I think if you listen to this show, you could probably define us as being the opposite. <laughs> Despite you and I being in Metro Vancouver. We're trying. It's not like we're not, it's not like we're being unfair. And anyone who, you know, followed us through these, uh, what, three years now, third year. Now we're going, Yeah, this is the third season. Yeah. It, it's not our fault. Okay. Yes. 
uh, and I'm being as as unbiased as I can. Uh, hey, Oni. Yeah. Did you know that I can call myself a minority owner in the Toronto Defiant now? Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure how that works. Congratulations. So I, I purchased a, a, a modest number of shares in, in overactive uh, media. Um, so uh, I am a shareholder for a $1 million. Dollars. Uh, give or take uh, yeah. some. It's like a number of zeros attached. Um, but that, I mean, by extension, I am now an owner of the Toronto Defiant. So I think, I think that as a minority owner, I think I am able to go and say, we are the official podcast of the Toronto Defiant. Oh, no, you should definitely be entitled. Yeah. I mean, I'm also uh, a minority owner in enthusiastic gaming. Yeah. So. Which may or may not be the parent company of the Vancouver Titans. Well, you, you have to diversify. Right. So, so I'm also going to say that we are also the official podcast of the Vancouver Titans. So what does that change? Not a whole lot outside of the fact that I own shares in both companies. So yeah, your, your retirement, uh, falls or rises with, with their financial performance. You know, I should, I should do a, a Twitter AMA. Um, I, I'm a minority <laughs> and, and owner of the Vancouver Titans. Uh, Toronto Defiant. Ask me anything. Yeah. See how that goes. Um, one thing I did want to recognize though, and this is actually the Overwatch League and their one of their title sponsors, Coca-Cola. Uh, they put together a video promoting the supporters groups around the league and uh the Toronto Alpha Flight. Uh, we're obviously front and center with the uh, group bear or, or Richard as we know him by, uh talking about what it means to to be part of a supporters group and and uh, and what have you. And it's it's so good to see these supporters groups and the communities that they establish. Um, I, I, I am jealous that the supporters groups have established such, you know, um, strong community followings. Uh, we had, um, uh, Mario join us, uh, during the off season and he ta- spoke so highly of, of the defiant community and alpha flight. So, I mean, I'm, it's good on the league. I mean, I, I, I will give them some credit for, for recognizing, even if it was a sponsor actually of activation. Uh, supporters because it's ultimately the fans that make this work yeah um it's the lifeblood of the league yeah if we're not watching if we're not consuming the content if we're not engaging sponsors don't want to go and invest in something that doesn't have people yeah. watching or following it. and then the light forces uh life savings will just gonna drop and drop and drop yeah yeah i am not buying atvi stock <laughs> um, and i know actually know a handful of people that were atvi shareholders that have since uh themselves of those those shares i mean hey it might not be the the most uh, sound uh, financial position to take presuming they somehow magically turn things around and as history would have it companies of this size tend to somehow do but um there's more of a, a stand of principle and principle unfortunately to me means much more than than uh, money does yeah if there's a like it's not like it's it is reversible but if there's like a, a figurative you know uh a tumor in, in your company you just gotta cut it out and just replace all of the people who are involved top to bottom yeah i agree we'll take ourselves a short break uh, to catch our breath uh, before we dive into the fray
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna get into pickums later. Um, my pickums bracket was bust. Oh yeah. Oh yours. I was like forty percent, thirty percent, right? Which I'm usually accustomed to better numbers, and at least this time I didn't forget to, you know, put in the the picks. But yeah, the 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 Chengdu run was something else. Well, and you know. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess the cat's out of the bag. The Chengdu run through the bracket for many people. Um, but uh, Shanghai, who hmm. won, I mean, we had Shanghai going to the, the, the final. Sure. Um, I was surprised that Chengdu didn't perform as well in, in that final comparative to the match we had seen earlier uh, between Shanghai and Chengdu, which could have gone either way. Yeah, it, it felt like they ran out of breath at one point. They started out strong, and and I was cheering for Chengdu. Like the way that they had disposed of Dallas was kind of inspiring. I I became a Chengdu believer, and Houston should take notes of what these guys did. But uh, uh, Shanghai, uh, you know they 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 are good. These guys are really really good, and. It's it's a term that we always use. How meta proof they are! I think it's an understatement about what they're doing at this point. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the games. I was watching them, and even though like uh, the entire tournament ended on this little uh, C nine action from from Chengdu, like I can't really blame them. It was the first time in, in, that I watched like a, a single week of of, of Overwatch league without having to take down notes and i was grateful for it because every time like the titans or defined play i always take like kind of a rundown uh play-by-play notes for for the the maps and oh my goodness this meta it's so hard like between the echoes flying everywhere the diva the sombra constantly teleporting ball everywhere faras in the sky tracers monkey sim teleporters it's just exhausting to keep track of it constantly as a viewer, it's hard. As a caster, I imagine it's even worse. But man, for the players, well, I feel bad for them. I feel like at, at some point they just ran out of steam, Chengdu, and 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 I I can't really blame them. Everyone is everywhere all the time. Yeah, I, nuts. Well, like the you're right. I mean, Chengdu brought chaos. I thought Dallas of all teams here was capable of yeah. bringing chaos themselves. But, you know, think about last week's episode, you and I were talking about this and I'd said, I said, do there's chaos here. And I feel that chaos can be an advantage. Mm. Um, you know, it was Dallas could not go toe to toe. And then, I mean, when we get into sort of the loser bracket where Atlanta, they just got, they got dealt easily by Shanghai as in the more of like a mosquito buzzing them. Dallas and Atlanta provided a good match, but it wasn't as chaotic as right, what we had right. seen. Yeah. Right. Atlanta is definitely more rigid. And then Dallas kind of adapts to the play mm. style there, I think. But, you know, everything that Dallas had learned against Chengdu the first time around, they seem to have not either mm. been able to adapt or they had forgotten the second time around. Because that, that match against, uh, looked even worse. against Shanghai, which was, was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> entertaining but crazy yeah, yeah. Chengdu just came down like okay yeah, we want to go and play shanghai again yeah they just slapped him shanghai i think they they now reached uh 50 win rate, rate for all time with you know they had an undefeated stage 
and and despite the zero zero and forty season, they're now at 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 five hundred, just kind of cool. And Lip and Fleta, right, with their friends, uh, they're just too much. They they're really good. But I think the highlight of of the entire weekend was uh, Gaga's ascension to the astral plane. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened there because, like, it's live play, right? You, you mm-hmm. and, and it didn't seem like uh, uh, the 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 webcam was frozen or anything. Even if it did, he's supposed to be there on the chair. I'm not really sure where he went. Uh, well, when you when you ascend, you know you become you know all yeah. powerful so he was spinning an s ball like a, he, he was hooked to the roof and just flying around <laughs> yes he, he's playing the new vr version of overwatch <laughs> <laughs> that only the pros have access yeah. to um so i was gonna actually comment like late young went from uh being rumored to be retiring to showing he got game yeah well, retirement, yeah, maybe maybe he's like exhausted from the game, but he played played his brains out. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, okay, Chung Chengdu. I think we've always had sort of a soft spot for him, just because Chengdu just does what they want to do. Plus, they got like this killer panda, which is sure. you know solid logo and all that. Um, but, uh, but they have the still, even, even though they're like, uh, uh, roster changed and they added players, they still have the sporadic style to them, which is yeah. very entertaining. And, and like Chengdu, they sometimes bomb, but sometimes, uh, when they do if succeed, it's very exciting. But, uh, no, Shanghai does get the, the wins. So that's they two. Get, get the monies. Yeah, they got two uh, stage uh, championships uh, to their uh, credit. Now, the way the points work is that Shanghai, despite their performance, had clinched a playoff spot. Like this is because of bonus points. There was conceivably no way that enough teams could go in and Hmm. take that away from them because you get one point for, for a win during the season. And then you get these bonus points depending on uh, the stage um, uh, performance. Yeah. So like when you're in the playoffs um, and, and, Chang- and Shanghai, you know, they would have had the most points possible had they actually also won the first uh, stage against the, the Dallas fuel, but uh, no, they're, they're, you know, leaps and bounds ahead. Like Dallas fuel are almost in a similar position. Like there's very few teams that could catch the fuel and it will require, you know, whether it be the shock or outlaws, I don't know if glads or justice could do it. Maybe no yeah. ring can't do it either. Like the only way that these teams could possibly catch them at this point is a complete run of the table, four wins and you get your bonus points and hope that Dallas gets zero. Yeah. In, in the stage. Like I, 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 I like the bonus points in the, in the sort of playoffs for playoff seating concept i do you want to reward this performance but the problem is that you're rewarding the same teams over and over and over and it's really skewing the table as a as a result but i mean hey it uh, it is what uh, the rules it is. apply to everyone that's true but uh how did the pickens go well uh as i said my uh, my bracket done got broke <laughs> um chengdu thank you for 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 doing that uh the summer showdown uh, wrapped up uh with uh who do you think at the top omni it's not me <laughs> I, no? I i think i'm like second place or something like that 
I'm pretty sure. You are at 94 points. Yeah. That's KOJ. Coach got 95, beat you by one. So Dr. Yeah. JM, he had 93, one, ball, one below. I bet he didn't miss like saving his, his pickums. <laughs> so um, I, I did not finish last. I finished uh, above. Oh, there you uh, go. You above, beat Sam, uh, right? No. Um, <laughs> actually, no, Sam. No, Sam. Sam hasn't put, been putting picks in uh, well, this stage. That so. means you beat so him. So I did beat. Yeah, I did beat him. Uh, but uh, we have the Countdown Cup left. And obviously, you want to be part of the Overwatch League Pick'em's pick for the Countdown Cup. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be hard-pressed to get you into the, the sort of season total. Um, but uh, where, where I still uh, where I still lead with rank one three points, yeah, but three points on Ooh. Kevin Liu, and, and you have a handful of points on ranking. Yeah, I'm all the way to nearer to the the bottom of of that table now. I just had a real, real, real rough summer show that stage. Um, let's talk a little bit about the playoff format. So the playoff format has uh, been announced, and uh, first of all, big news. Uh, the, uh, playoffs will have live events here in North America. Uh, the first live events will be a double elimination playoff bracket. Uh, and that will be at the esports stadium in Arlington, Texas, the, uh, weekend of September 16th to September 19th. And then the grand finals, uh, will be hosted at the Galen center in Los Angeles on September 25th. Mm-hmm. Very so how cool. do you get in? How do you get into the playoffs? Well, the uh, playoffs themselves, the postseason starts September fourth, and uh, what will occur is there'll be some online regional plan matches. Now, you play in to go in, acquire spots to get into the uh, double knockout uh, playoff bracket. Now, that varies a little bit because obviously it's an unbalanced uh, region. So, in the West, the West is going to have three teams that finish the regular season with the most league points. So the top three teams, they're already into the playoff bracket. The remaining teams in the West, well, they're going to have to go in and get themselves. So that will be teams four through nine. Hmm. And of those teams, four through nine, who go and do their best to, to make it, um, they're going to get the, uh, the other three berths. So six teams fighting over three and that's single elim. You win, you move on, you lose, you're out. You win so, or you die. That's right. But you'll be doing the math. You'll be like, Chris, 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 wait, there are 12 teams in the West and that's correct. Three teams will not even get an opportunity to play into the postseason. Currently below the line, the Florida mayhem with five points, one point out. And then your London Spitfire and Vancouver Titans at zero points. Hey, it's us. As it stands, the Vancouver Titans, if they so if they win four four matches in the stage, they still don't have enough points <laughs> to make it into the, the postseason. They would need to win the stage to get into the play-ins. Easy. Like that's we're talking win the stage. The countdown cup. They, 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 they can't lose a match easy. The London Spitfire in that same boat, which means arguably the match between the London Spitfire and the Vancouver Titans to end the season off could be a win. And you're maybe in match. <laughs> maybe. I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I get it, but it would have been int more interesting or maybe less interesting, I guess, depending on perspective, if the playoff, actual process had been better defined. I understand it's a pandemic season and they obviously wanted to have live events, but man, if you're a Vancouver Titans fan, 
your team's done. I'd like to be optimistic here, but that mountain is so high for the Vancouver Titans to go in and even have a chance to make it into the play-ins. And they have to actually climb yeah. over two teams that are much better than well, they Let's just say their climb up uh, the grass grind was their best climbing done this season. So I'm yeah. not very hopeful. And despite that, not all the players actually did the grass grind. A few of them. That's true. Them That's true. So, but they yeah. were up there. Now for the Toronto Defiant, the Toronto Defiant are still at the driver's uh, seat on, in regards to getting in. They are currently sitting in after a sort of uh, tiebreakers in the nine spot, the last one to, to play to get in. But when we look at the Defiant, all the Defiant need to do is either one, make sure they continue to have more points than the Florida Mayhem, who are one point behind them. So as long as Toronto gets one more point than the Florida Mayhem do, they're in. If the Toronto Defiant can get more points than any of the Paris Eternal or the Boston Uprising, they're in. Um, like there are many paths for the Toronto Defiant to find themselves into the play-in tournament. And we have seen the Toronto Defiant show up in big matches. So I feel the Defiant are in a good position for, for the potential to give themselves a good uh, playoff run. Now, I don't know how that will work for them getting down into uh, Texas, considering uh, the <laughs> current geopolitical state and the fact that the border is kind of open and not, but that's a bridge to cross much closer to then. Um, as far as the schedule though, and we've talked about this, you know, a couple episodes, I will talk about it again next week when uh, action returns. The Defiant face off against the Spitfire. I'd have to suggest the Toronto Defiant win that match. Yeah. So that's a point. They face the Washington Justice. That's a tough one, uh, just because we don't know what time team the Justice are going to show up with. But then they face off against the Paris Eternal. What did I say earlier? They need to ensure that they get one more point than the Paris Eternal do. That's a good match to get that one point. Now, obviously. They have another one I see also against the Shock at the end. Well, that's a tough one. I'm not going to lie. Shock have fallen, but But they are the San Francisco Shock. I'd say Florida has even a tougher schedule. Well, and when we get into the Hero Bands in a moment, uh, the Hero Bands eliminated Florida. (laughs) I see what you're getting at, yeah. So let's let's actually talk a little bit about the, the oh. hero bands. So um, out of rotation heroes, uh, no Sigma, which, okay, I get that, but that's actually not the uh, the tank I thought that would get the bounce. Oh. I actually thought it was going to be uh, Winston or D.Va. D.Va. Right. Uh, Echo gets the ban. I mean, Echo had to. That's a big one. Right. Uh, Ash gets the ban, which we've seen a lot of Ash. I I found this one a little bit interesting but can we keep bob at least just send out bob yeah. so who sends out bob does no he does comes, McCree, he comes like, get bob? on his own yeah he can control bob can you imagine like if you could control bob like as a hero that would be cool it's high noon bob get in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and lucio i think the last one right yeah lucio's the the last one and you know when we think about it, i actually was kind of surprised uh yeah with lucio too but i mean they're they're the meta started to shift this last stage. We started to see things settle down compared to the stage previous. So, but it's not, not a huge impact. Uh, maybe outside of the echo diva, uh, may brig. They still live to see another stage. So, yeah. Anywho. And that's 
you know, this is the last out of rotation uh, stage, uh, the playoffs and the play-ins. They are, uh, uh, anyone goes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, right. how the, the season uh, looks to wrap up. Oh, and I, I, I'm remiss. I spent all this time on NA talking about the playoffs uh, on the, uh, the Asian uh, uh, division, the Eastern uh, front East division. Um, so it works a little bit different. Um, the top team gets in, uh, the uh, remaining spots are fought over by the, the next four and they too have a cut, a cut off the bottom three teams. Don't make it in from uh, the East, the LA Valiant. They're done. They are officially done. I don't believe there is any math that works out for them to find a way, even if they run it and, and, and somehow win the countdown. Days and day will be thrilled. Right. They're done. Did you see that? You still comments on, I think he's just like really? trying to, uh, you know, keep the meme alive. Yeah. Uh, Guangzhou Charger probably out. The New York Excelsior. I mean, they've got a chance, um, but it depends on how the teams in front of them perform. Uh, they have five points in Hangzhou and Philly both have seven. I think the surprise there is Philly being as close to the cutoff uh, that they are. We would have had Philly, yeah, you know, nearer the top. Disappointing so. season to say the least. Yeah. Uh, there have been some changes as well uh, during uh, the last uh, last week. Um, the Shanghai Dragons announced that uh, Damon is officially their head coach, um, which... Uh, I gotta say, kind of interesting. Yeah, um, an interesting time to make uh, adjustments, right? But they hey, seem to be doing fine. Maybe he was already in in practice, like their coach. Yeah, I don't know. And it just wasn't official yet. He was more of a a consultant, or Maybe. like in the in the pro sports assistant to the such and such. Maybe there was a budgeting issue. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, the Hangzhou Spark. They they actually made changes. So friend of the show and Dante, we love and Dante. He got. He let go. His contract actually ran out. Um, he, he talked about it uh, on, on social is that his contract was through to the end of June mm-hmm. and uh, Hong Zhao had decided that they were going to make changes. Uh, and uh, they felt that in doing so um, extending and Dante's contract uh, um, didn't make sense. Um, from what I understand, there also may have been sort of a difference of opinion, as to how to approach the rest of the season and, and moving forward. Um, but they also uh, cut ties with mentalist um, as well. So Hong Xiao is, is in a position where they are making changes, which again is somewhat interesting. They are obviously maybe not performing to where they would like themselves to be, but they're still above the cutoff line going into the final stage. And we've seen glimpses of brilliance from them. So Hmm. Kind of interesting. Um, but uh, Ivy was the last uh, change. Ivy has retired uh, from the, the New York Excelsior. Unfortunate season for Ivy as well. Yeah. As with uh, any uh, esports league, retirement is a loose term. Just because he retired doesn't mean he come out of retirement. They're yeah, so young. He's just tired of playing for this season. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And uh, that leaves us one last thing to talk about. Uh, Overwatch uh, summer games have have gone live. Night skins. I'm I'm playing the game. Might get them all. Who knows? I you know <clears throat> I, I agree. I think the skins and the effort that we're seeing um, in the cosmetics is is definitely top notch. And the Sigma skin is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got the the uh, legs uh, uh, play of the game um, animation. Right. So, right. Where he's at a, essentially at a grill, and if you do the uh, 
the Grillmaster 76. Uh, it looks real good. Uh, lots of sandals. <laughs> um, Running. You know, and the, the apron and all that. So, um, Lucille Ball's back. Lucille Ball's always popular. I actually climbed 300 SR this season. In competitive Lucio Ball? No, in, in, in playing Zarya. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because Lucio Ball has a competitive scene. <laughs> oh, I'm actually pretty good at, at Lucio Ball too, but I haven't played it as much recently. You know, it's interesting that Lucio Ball's competitive scene lasts only during really the summer games. Yeah, they should just when, keep it. It's such a fun little uh, game. Well, to- consider, consider the popularity of something like Rocket League. Overwatch has a built-in. In competitive, yeah, at least keep it available to the custom games. I really like playing the Lucio Ball. It's it's kind of like a there is some some meditative qualities about it. Yeah, but uh, my earlier prediction of a, a new map coming this summer, yeah, unfulfilled. We are n- not seeing a Hawaiian <laughs> Lucio Ball. You'll map. Uh, you'll get uh, Paris back into the competitive pool. Maybe that'll be like a new map. Yeah, yeah. Paris. <laughs> Oh man, look at this new map. We haven't played it in forever. Wow. It's got like pigeons that don't move and are invincible on it. Indestructible. Yes, they're drones. I saw that Baps uh uh Immortality Field is finally a disco ball for his um funky mm-hmm. skin, so that's cool. Yeah, just uh in time for everyone who uses it now. Yeah. Which is everyone. I can't say I've seen <laughs> it's any a, it's other a really skins good one. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. top tier skin. Oh, uh, anywho, but yeah, that's, uh, that's everything in a nutshell. Um, this episode has been an episode, obviously a little bit later than you're, you're accustomed to as a listener, but uh, we've gotten through it. Uh, hopefully we have a nut one next week. Um, we'll see how things go with the news that uh, we discussed at the top of the show and whether or not, uh, we're still inspired to, to be involved, but, uh, you know, things are, are starting to, uh, Obviously, turn around in our real world. Uh, obviously, I had my second uh, dose. I believe you're getting yours next week. And uh, we're seeing, um, you know, maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, please, everyone who does listen, don't rush into things. Be smart about how you approach, uh, you know, getting out there in the in the, the wide world. Make smart decisions. Uh, put yourself and others into a position of, of health and safety security. Um you know, there's no need to go in prematurely put ourselves in the position where we then have to lock down again. Right. So let's, let's, uh, let's do it the right way. Definitely. But uh, Oni, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have uh, for everyone today? The mind commands the body and it obeys. The mind orders itself and meets resistance. That is deep. Yeah. It's from Frank Herbert. Just to celebrate the the new Spice must flow. the new Dune trailer, it looks amazing. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited! I'd say that'll be the first movie I'll see in a theater oh, yeah. since the pandemic. But Hell let's yeah. be real; I'm probably going to go see the Paw Patrol movie with Baby Force. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Yeah, I mean, I it's not one that I'm really interested in going to see. Like, it's not like, Oh, I want to see the cartoon too. I don't, but if baby force wants to go and see this as a movie and it'll be her first movie experience, I want to be there for that. Why not? So, yeah. Um, word of wisdom for me, um, be better. That goes to everyone. Be better. And uh, I think we can, I have faith that we all can, we can all be better. Yeah. 
So here we are at the end of our show. Um, if you want to learn more about the podcast and everything that we do, readysetpwn.com is the place to go. Obviously, you can also follow us on social media at readysetpwn, pretty much every social media platform that exists. Save for TikTok. We're not on TikTok. No. Nope. I'd get, create a TikTok, but I wouldn't know what to do with the TikTok account. <laughs> You can uh, listen to our entire history of show and episodes. We've had some phenomenal guests. We were trying to line up a couple and unfortunately did not work out um, for reasons, uh, which we might be able to get into uh, in an upcoming show. But uh, as the season sort of winds up, we will look for an opportunity to get other voices on here. Um, one thing, if you've reached this point of the show that I want to, to suggest we're always open to having more voices on the show, including our listeners. And if this is something that you would love to be part of, reach out to us. We can maybe talk about an opportunity because um, I think it would be kind of neat to to fill that seat that has gone stone cold yeah. since Sam has departed. We offer great health benefits. We do. Um, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think what they are right now, but. Um, uh, we, we just offer them. It doesn't mean that they exist, but we offer them. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, an interesting time for everyone, but I know there are some of you out there that, uh, that might be interested. Um, let's talk. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter. Obviously you can find us in, in RSP discord, which is discord.io slash ready set pwn. Um, or you can shoot us an email feedback at ready but on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, I'm going to sign this episode off with those words you've been waiting for. Catchphrase!